so you're ready to mount up. You are as keen as custard because you've found this new exercise that is going to absolutely change everything for you and your horse. And yet, 30 minutes in, you realize that, huh, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't the exercise for you after all. Hi there, my name is Zorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world helping you to have better conversations with your horse. Well, by developing you, the rider, developing your aids, developing all things about you. And today I want to talk about the third part that I believe is really, really important when you're planning out your rides. And if you're not planning your rides, um, first of all, I'm going to encourage you, like, you know, nudge you, prompt you, poke you. Come on, you can do this. You need to start planning out your rides a little bit, okay? If you want to make progress, there has to be some sort of a plan. But I feel that when we plan our rides, the bit that I'm talking about today is often the bit that people jump straight to, okay? This is the one they get all excited about, all the exercises. And they begin like trawling through the internet and going through all their old magazines and books and finding all the things. But I feel that, the, first of all, there's a reason this is part three. There's two other things that are really important, and I think you should, they should come first, actually. Fun and partnership. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, go back and give them a listen. But then also, I think that you have to be pretty strategic when it comes to the exercises you're doing. And I also think that it's really important to understand what true developing is for both you and your horse. And I really feel that developing or training, it's so important. Depending on where you are in your journey with your horse, it may take up more or less of the kind of time or the, if you want, the the amount of time you're spending with your horse, the interactions, okay? But I think it is important to consistently work on developing you both. And that's a key part of this. You both have to be developed, okay? So I really and truly find that what tends to happen with horses and riders is that they want to do the work and riders get all excited about doing the work, but there's a really fine line between doing the work and making the work actually work for you. And I think that this is where we need to get really conscientious regarding what we are doing. Now, I also would love for you right now to have a think about you and your horse. You see, I feel that all horse and rider combinations fall into one of three categories. So the first one is that your horse is the schoolmaster and that you're the greenie. Okay, so your horse knows a little bit more than you, basically. And he's going to help you kind of, he's going to pull you up almost, okay? He's a little bit further up the ladder and he's bringing you up. He's bringing you up to his level. Now, the second combination is that you are the more experienced one. You're the schoolmaster and your horse is the greenie and you're doing that for your horse. You're a little bit further up the ladder. You're bringing your horse with you. You're saying, come, come up here to me. I'm going to show you how you can do this and we're going to get up here together which brings me to the third combination. And that is where horse and rider are pretty equally matched, okay? They are at this same point in their rider where they're, if you want, level or matched in their skills and abilities. Now, this can be the challenge because this is very often where things begin to plateau. For so many horses and riders, their training tends to just peter out at this point. And it's because there's no clear path 
going forward okay and again i do really believe that when you are thinking about training and developing it can be so easy to only think about your horse but i'm going to strongly advise you to begin thinking about yourself as well now how do we do that well i think that when we talk about training or development there has to be kind of three factors in that you have to develop mentally emotionally and physically and i think sometimes as riders we can fall into the trap where it's all the physical things we'll talk about the straightness and the flexion and the the rhythm and the relaxation and you know all the things that you can quote unquote see Okay, that, that we can see what's going on. We can see the development. It is physical. Okay, it's real if you want. Not that mental and emotional development is any less real, but there we go. Okay, we can't see that. But I want you to consider that if you're asking your horse to do things, it's really important that he believes he can do those things. Okay, we all know the horse who is amazing at jumping, has so much natural ability and yet is terrified, has so much anxiety and maybe there's refusals and runouts or maybe there's rushing and a lot of excessive tension going on there. And it's because the mental development was not as keenly kind of nurtured, if you want, as the physical development. And you have to, it has to come all the way around. And when you're not developing mentally, when you tend to shift the focus away from that, or you ignore it, or you forget about it, okay, that is where emotional issues begin to come up. Because the horse then, because he doesn't believe he can do it, he begins to fear it, and he, or, or he begins to get anxious about it, okay? So, and similarly, this goes for you, the rider, as well. You can be doing all the things in the saddle, but if you don't believe you can do it, you are not going to feel confident. You won't show up as your best version. So I just want you to really and truly consider this and really think about it as you're moving forward with your riding. And I think for riders where we can very often get stuck with the mental or emotional development is we don't want to let things go. We don't want to put something down. And very often the only way we can move forward is by actually putting something down so we can pick up something else okay so how you do something or the way you're asking for a particular thing sometimes it has to change and for riders they can get very stuck in their mindset very stuck in their ways and it really and truly becomes a challenge for them then to actually move forward so I just want you to consider that and particularly if you found that you have plateaued for a while could it be that you have not spent enough time on your own mental and emotional development as a rider it's so important okay so I'll get off my high horse on that okay so how could you begin to do this well I am an absolute believer in simple so I spoke earlier about all the exercises and I think sometimes we think when things aren't working I need a more complicated exercise (laughs) and they'll go and they'll you see these grids with like 30 poles and cheekers tonight you need like acres of space just to put the one grid up or, or the one kind of pole ground pole exercise up and I'm thinking holy moly who has the time and the effort for all that it's complicated and it's overly complicated to the point where you cannot any more focus on the basics because all you're trying to focus on is to navigate this absolute gymnastic I don't know it's like some ninja thing that you have to try and get through with your horse okay 
Keep it simple. Keep it simple, but keep the intention there. So whatever it is you want to focus on, use the intention. Now, I personally am a great, and if you've listened to, to the podcast for any length of time, you know I love, love, love. I'm like a great believer in lunging. I think that there is some incorrect lunging at that point. Let, now, let's be honest here. All lunging is not equal, hey? Um, I'm talking about actual lunging in the truest sense of the word. Um, and I believe that it's great for horse and rider. But just if we go back to this whole mental development and focus, it allows both horse and rider this lovely different perspective while working through the same thing, whatever it is. So you could work on, for example, accuracy and transitions. Or you could work on lightness and transitions. You, there's so many different things you can work on, okay? But let's just take accuracy and transitions. And it allows your horse to begin to do this, but almost on his own, by himself, which allows him to build his confidence. And it also then, from this perspective that you've got, the perspective of the trainer, which is really what you, you get when you lunge, you can also begin to step more fully into your role as a trainer because whether you like it or not, you're going to reach that point where you are the trainer for you and your horse, okay? So I think that this is really, really important. It's something to consider. And I feel that if you were to create the plan and you're wondering, how do I work on this? What? Well, how? Lunging might be a great way to start. Long lining does the same, okay? But anyway, let's just think about getting simple, simple, simple exercises and then really and truly working on them with intention, okay? So a simple exercise could be a serpentine, okay? Now, if we were to say serpentine, there's so many different ways you could work on the serpentine. Like, you know, the serpentine does like, let's say a three-looped serpentine. We'll go as basic as we can here, okay? You could work on your transitions. You could work on bending, rhythm, walk, trot, canter, straightness. You could put some ground poles into it. You could work on flexion, relaxation, accuracy. There's so many different ways. And that's just one exercise, one really simple exercise, okay? So can you see how when you are choosing your exercises, go simple, but understand that it is the intention or the focus that you're using. That is the filter that you're going to look at that exercise through, that you're going to ride that exercise through. And then from there, that is going to help you to use this one simple exercise in order to really and truly move you and your horse forward. So I've mentioned lunging and I mentioned the serpentine, but there's so many other ways that you can include developing or training in your plan. And again, depending on where you are with your horse, probably this will make up the majority of your plan. So for example, if you worked on maybe 60 or 70% of your riding days or your interaction days, I say the word riding and people, I don't just mean riding, okay? I mean any sort of interaction you have with your horse, but this would make up, developing or training would make up maybe 60 to 70% of those days, okay? And then you would have the other, so the other 40 or 30 or even 20 if we go to 80. So you could have those with fun and partnership, okay? But again, depending on where you are, you might want to have more. It all depends on your unique situation and what you want and your goals. But ways that you could begin working and looking for exercises that are going to support you in this, ground poles, lunging in an enclosed space, groundwork, long lining, flat work. So while you're actually riding, that you're doing some flat work, grid work while riding, jumping while riding, attending clinics, attending workshops, attending shows and competitions. And not from the perspective that you are 
Okay, people say, you must always go with a winner's mindset. <laughs> I don't know so much, eh? I think if you went and began to look at, and particularly if you're not really competitive, began to look at it all as a training opportunity. So every show you go to is a training opportunity and that you want to learn from it and you want to really use that then to further both you and your horse's education going forward, okay? But shows and competitions, long lining over poles, lunging, you can, I said lunging over already in an enclosed space and then you could go to lunging in an open space two very different things um so but that can kind of move it on then it moves the conversation on and I really do feel that any kind of new experience as well is going to allow you to begin really developing with your horse so very often what I find is when horses get a little bit if you want flat in the arena so you're just feeling that the energy not there not that great okay just the simple thing of taking the horse out and going on the trail or going for a hack down the road, it often rejuvenates that energy. And with that new energy, you can actually do the work that you were trying to do in the arena, but now you're harnessing this energy of the great outdoors if you want okay so you get to harness it so new experiences are great and then also as i said right trail rides are hacking as well and um, but there are so many other ways that you could with your horse so what i want you to do is to begin thinking about your goals and begin thinking about a couple of exercises like if you could find three different exercises okay that you wanted to ride and then if you maybe even found another two to go with that you then have more than enough for probably 60 days two months of riding that you could use with your horse and you could begin to sprinkle them through and again with each exercise and with each day with each interaction you're really setting an intention behind it you're seeing it as being the stepping stone that's going to move you along with your horse that is going to help you create the riding plan that's going to move you forward Okay, I hope you found this beneficial. As I said, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the first two episodes of this and make sure you join me next week here because we're going to be working on an actual exercise that you can use. I'm gonna show you how to take one exercise, use it a couple of different ways that you can really and truly start to put this into practice with your horse. Really looking forward to it and I'll see you there. Okay, I hope you have a great week. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.